Hello, one and all, and welcome to the latest episode of the Schrader Realty Podcast. I'm Nate Maxson, Realtor with Schrader Realty. And as you know, we have offices in Delphus, Lima, and Van Wert, Ohio. And you can always contact us at SchraderRealty.net. On this week's episode of the show, we are going into the, um, the art of home inspection. Myself and management level realtor Tara Knable sat down with Scott Campbell, who is a home inspector and the brick kicker of West Central Ohio. And you can locate Scott at brickkicker.com. But he sat down with us and uh, was kind enough to just got, kind of go through the one, the, uh, you know, home inspection 101 to discuss, you know, what you can expect as a seller, what you can expect as a buyer. Um, some of the things that you may not think that uh, might come up in an inspection. So we want to thank Scott for joining us, and uh, we are going to go right into that interview right now, myself and Tara, talking to Scott Campbell. Enjoy. Hi, everybody. I'm Nate Maxson. Hi, guys. I'm management-level realtor Tara Knable. And here as part of our Schrader Realty Media Day, we are welcoming Inspector Scott Campbell. Hello, sir. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yes, we're very excited to have a conversation with you. This media day thing that we're doing is is about educating clients, educating customers, letting people know what to expect with your in your case in the inspection process. Very good. And Scott, it's brick kicker, is that right? The brick kicker. The brick kicker. Yeah, kind of like the Ohio uh, State. Very yeah. official. Yeah. Yes. It's like the rock. <laughs> Um, so obviously our careers coincide with each other and mm-hmm. we encounter each other quite frequently. Right. Um, but today you're the star. So, uh. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> um, the house is the star. The yeah. house is the star, yes. So tell us a little bit about how you got into home inspections. Uh, well, I came from a different industry completely, totally unrelated. Uh, I did have a little bit of construction experience, but I thought, you know, I went from being in a situation with 30-some employees and I thought, okay, that's enough of that. <laughs> going to be self-employed now. Moved back to Lima. I'm from Lima. Moved back to Lima 20-some years ago and decided, okay, I'm going to do this. Nice. Well, welcome. We so, we appreciate your expertise. I definitely do being new in the re- realty industry. Um, I know we were, I was recently at a home inspection that Scott did the inspection on and, and I felt the need to stay the whole time just because I was just learning stuff just just by watching you do what you do, you know, right. and little things that I wouldn't have even thought to to look at. Right. And that's 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 to me that's why I guess my next question would be why why is it important for people to get that home inspection done in the pro- well, during the process? In in the home inspection process, and Tara can certainly expand on this. It's an emotional experience. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. People are looking at the color of the walls and does this room flow with this room? They don't really even occur to them to see how old the water heater is or are there bats in the attic, Right. those kind of things. So I go in completely objective, unbiased. And to be perfectly honest, I don't care if you buy the house or not. That's not what I'm there for. <laughs> so it, there's a lot of things that people aren't looking at. They don't think of it. It's like buying a car. Mm-hmm. So it feels good. It drives nice. It, I like the color. Well, let's look under the hood. Yeah, let's look under the hood of this thing. I think definitely too. Um, you know, sometimes realtors get a bad rep, but or rap, but. Um, I, I don't ever encourage my clients to buy without a home inspection. Mm-hmm. 
I wouldn't want to buy without a home inspection. No. Um, to me, like I said, I mean, I know it's a silly expression, but under the hood, you know, like you said, with a car, if I'm going to buy a car, it might be the most beautiful paint job in the world, but next week when the carburetor blows up because it was, you know, it was man, it was mismanufactured or whatever, well, the same thing with a house. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like I said, people don't, they don't think about a lot of that stuff because, and, and you get first-time home buyers, young buyers, they're, they're not sure what they're looking at. Mm-hmm. Watching too much HGTV or do-it-yourself TV mm-hmm. stuff and they think, oh, we can fix this up. Well, here's the reality. Right, yes, Let yes. Let me give you a list of what's really going on. And as far as a list goes, what what should someone expect when they go through the process? Like, what what, what should a seller or a buyer, either side, you know, both sides, what what's, what should they expect when the the inspection starts and, and how that's going to play out? Well, the, the seller side is kind of easy because, you know, people say, you know, can the seller get ready for the inspection? Well, not really, but you can get ready for the inspector. So, you know, making sure things are accessible, attics and, and crawl spaces and things like that. But you're really not going to do anything to this. From the time you put the house on the market till somebody makes an offer, there's really nothing you're going to do in that short time period that's going to really change much. Unless you put a roof on or, you know, replace some broken appliances and things like that. But as soon as you walk in the house, you can tell, oh, they just painted this. Or right. this is new carpet. Well, or why? they painted one patch and not the right. whole ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> so on the seller side, there's really not a lot they can do. Just leave the house and come back in a few hours. That's probably the best thing. From, but from a buyer standpoint, some buyers, everybody's different. Some buyers don't come at all. Some want to stay the whole time, like you said. Um, some just come at the beginning, and or they come at the end and you know give me the bad news. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but you know, a report is very comprehensive. There's a lot of information in a report, and you know that last little bit of the inspection process. Yeah. There's, here's a, a handful of red flags to be aware of, but there's much, much more to it when you get into the whole report. Mm-hmm. I think it's important for buyers to know, too, that um, if you make your home, uh, the purchase of a home contingent on an inspection, um, you can walk away for any major red flags, and Scott's pretty... Yeah, typically it's uh, uh, significant health safety issues. Yes, uh, defective systems, things just aren't working, something's broken. Uh, you're not typically, you might be able to expand on this, but you're not typically going to walk away from a, a, a deal because you don't like the color of the bathroom. Right. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, and that's why we use Scott because there's a lot of things that I don't see as an agent when I'm walking through a home. Um, I am guilty myself of being like, I love this kitchen. I don't know if the dishwasher works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and most most inspections, I would say probably the vast majority of inspectors don't get caught up in the cosmetics of the house. Yes. Mm-hmm. We don't care what color the tile is or the, the bathtub doesn't match the toilet. I don't care. Is it working? That's what we're doing. That's what a home inspection does. Is it, It's a visual inspection and a review of all the major systems and components in the home. Well, this just like the inspection that Scott and I were, or that I watched Scott do, um, I wouldn't have noticed that there was a, there was a window at the front of the house where they had actually at some point changed the size of the window, but not taking care of what was on the other side of the siding. 
So there was, he showed us there was moisture built up back there and, and you know, where the water was getting in. I would have, with my, with my, you know, layman eyes, I would have never caught something like that. Yeah, and you get yourself in some pretty interesting situations. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know you have your robot that goes into crawl spaces. I do, yeah. I think it got lost once on us. Uh, it has a couple <laughs> times. I try not to send it anywhere that I can't go get it. Yeah. Um, I remember when you when you got him out, I remember thinking of those robots. I don't know if you've seen those robots that they send into Fukushima. Oh, yeah. To check out. That's what I thought of when I saw that. The first thing I thought of was, hey, it's like one of those robots at Fukushima. I can't even say it. Crawl spaces are gross. Yes. Lots of spiders. Uh, I mean, I get spider bites on my legs that just never heal. It's so gross. But, you know, that's part of the process. Mm -hmm. That's that's what you get paid to do. So Absolutely. You don't have to go down there, but I will. I've been in several, um, and then I say, let's call the expert. Um, so as far as, uh, from our end, obviously deals are a lot different when we work with different loan products, mm-hmm. such as FHA, VA, USDA, how does that look on a difference for a home inspection? Well, on um, what I would just generalize as a government loan mm-hmm. or some kind of assisted loan, uh, they're looking for the big ticket items. They're just coming in to make sure, you know, is the water running? Does it have heat? Is the electricity on? Just some basic stuff because those... Those entities are just making sure they're not going to get burned if they have to mm-hmm. take the house back. They want to make sure they're going to have a certain recovery on that. My home inspections or a typical home inspection is looking at all of the other stuff. You know, the the FHA they don't care. You know, that the pipes are a little corroded or something. Or right. They're not too concerned that the toilet's loose on the floor. They're not checking any of that stuff. Uh, this is a much more comprehensive. I think the FHA or VA or, you know, USDA loans, and those inspections probably take a few minutes. Um, I'm there for a few hours. Yeah, so speaking of that, I have, um, I've had some loan officers in the past say, you don't need an inspection because you have FHA and your appraisal will be like an inspection. Can you kind of tell us the difference between those? Uh, As far as between theirs and mine? Yeah. Yeah, just what I was saying is that uh, I'm way more comprehensive than those. Uh, going through the entire house, windows, doors, outlets, switches, plumbing fixtures, all the systems running, everything, heating and cooling, electrical panel, you know, taking the cover off the electrical panel on the roof if you can get on it in the crawl space, mm-hmm. if you can get in it. Uh, and then anything that's observed as a result of that, the FHA, like I said, they just want to see a few things. And you, that's, I, I got to believe that some when someone's telling you, that you don't need an inspection because we're going to do the VA inspection. I'm going, oh, you've never seen an inspection report. <laughs> <laughs> that Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. Is It's actually a question I was going to ask is, because um, I have not, in my career so far, I have not had to do FHA or USDA or anything yet. So I was going to ask that about is, is, is your is your inspection much more comprehensive than theirs? And obviously way that's the case. Yeah. 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 Way, way more. How long does it normally take you to do a home inspection? Usually, obviously, there's factors that go into that. The size of the house and the age of the house are really the two key key elements. Anywhere from three to five hours is it's somewhere in there on mm-hmm. most houses. The older the house is, the more work there is. How long does your normal showing take, Nate? 
15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. You know? Obviously, an inspector's going to find a lot of stuff that we would definitely miss. That's, our... that's why buyers get, you know, they get bored. Yeah. And, and I get it. You know, they don't want to stay that long. So it's, I, I always tell buyers when they're there at the beginning of the inspection, I tell them, you're going to run out of things to do long before I do. <laughs> yeah. So if they want to leave and come back, that's fine. If you want to hang out, that's fine too. So. What are the, what are the most... Um, <clears throat> the most common things that you find in an inspection that maybe someone has neglected, not necessarily out of neglect, mm-hmm. just something that as a homeowner you don't think of to keep keep up with maintenance-wise? Yeah, I'd say probably the one of the, uh, the main things you see are conditions where you're not there and you don't know what's going on. So like in an attic, mm-hmm. you know, the level of insulation in an attic, how well it's venting. You know, air's got to be exchanging in and out of an attic all the time. Most people don't get on their roofs and look at the flashing around the edges or the chimney, things like that. Crawl spaces, people rarely go in their crawl spaces. You can't blame them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Unless there's a, a pipe leaking or something. Why don't you call a plumber if they can fit in the hole? But, mm-hmm. uh, I'm definitely in other people's basements more than I'm in mine. Yeah. So. <laughs> so those things that are, are kind of hiding in the areas where you're not all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, people, they know all the time that this window doesn't go up and down very well, but they don't know that there's a pipe leaking in the basement right. or in a crawl space typically more often. So those are the things that, that get uh, neglected, not necessarily on purpose, but just people people are busy. They go on about their lives. So this car is running. It's getting me to yeah. work. <laughs> Turn yeah. the radio up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that noise is. What's that knocking? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, now there's a smell. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, a lot of the things I find are, they're not a big deal. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's more, more frequent that you find things that are easy to fix. And there's not a lot of money. I mean, uh, you know, the, the old line is, you know, fix something that costs $50 now before it costs 500 later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or it costs 5000 later. So, you know, it's just in keeping up with things, you know, it's just a matter of, of minimal maintenance. And, and, but, you know, people, like I said, people get busy. Yeah. Is it common for sellers to get um, an inspection prior to listing? More and more. Good. Uh, it's getting to be more frequent. Uh, and it, it kind of depends on how the market was going, you know. When it's a buyer's market, yeah, you know the sellers were like, "Well, let me get this house ready. Let me do everything I can to to make it uh, attractive to to a buyer." Mm-hmm. And yes, they would do an inspection and come in and do the the whole inspection as if it was for a buyer, and then they can go through that and pull out things they want to fix, you know, so they can prepare a list for a potential buyer. Say, "Here's what the inspector found. We fixed this, this, and this." We're going to reduce the price this amount for these items, and we're not going to do anything about these items. Yeah, and I think... It's a good tool. Yeah, I think we're definitely still in a seller's market, but we are definitely seeing a little bit of a shift, and we're moving Mm -hmm. into the fall and winter months. So that's definitely going to have an impact for sellers. Um, I've only had a couple of people do it, but it made it smooth sailing for the transaction. It's probably, when I say more and more, but it's still, I'd say it's... Uh, it's single digit percentages yeah. of, of houses that get inspected are for sellers. Yeah. And usually what I find is if a house is rough and it needs a lot of work, the seller is not having a seller's inspection done because they don't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and as you guys can attest, if, if, if the seller finds out there's these items, they have to disclose you that. have to disclose mm-hmm. it, yeah. So that's kind of have to weigh that. 
And, and I think it's it's really just worked for us if a house is sat and, you know, mm-hmm. like, let's find yeah. out why we're not getting good feedback. Like, sure. So why? And that's that's kind of when we went in and made some repairs. And, yeah, exactly. you know, and obviously we had to disclose the entire report then. Yeah, there's a lot of things that um, a seller can do way ahead of the inspection. Like you started when we first started talking. There's things they could be doing to get it sellable, attractive. But that's way earlier. Nate, when you were looking for a house, what were you, what what was most important to you? The most important things to me when I was looking for a house were I wanted a really good central air system. That was number one, number one. And I wanted, um, I wanted my own office space. But other than, like, my main thing was what's the, what's the central air, what's the HVAC unit like, and um, also the age of the roof, just because... You know, I I like I like my bills to be low. I don't know about anybody yeah. else, but efficiency. Just, yeah, I, I do kind of use you as an example. Sorry, I'm going off topic here, <laughs> um, but I kind of joke that when you and your wife were looking for a house, you would stand in like opposite rooms and yell because you do the podcast. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> How's the audio up there? How's the audio down there? Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I mean, there there are different things that are important to different people just based on your lifestyle sure. and. But yeah, definitely from a from a if someone was going to do an inspection point of view on the house, the roof and the HVAC unit were probably the most. Well, you know, your water heater too. But sure. and luckily for me on that house, most everything was fairly new. So yeah, yeah, it's really it's really about the major systems, like you said, you know, the furnace, air conditioning, roof, water heater. That's pretty much the, the big ticket. Probably items. the electrical box too. Yeah, sure. you know, <laughs> yeah, electrical uh, and the plumbing. But those big ticket items, if they're relatively new or they've been taken care of, they've been well maintained. Everything else is just kind of fluff and around the edges. It's you know, it's the middle of the book. We yeah, can, we can work with it. You brought up the um, the electrical box, but double top wires seem mm-hmm. to trip everybody up. Yeah, it's that's a lot. There's there are just there's a lot of things that are common especially electrical um, where you get you know people are running two circuits off of one breaker well some breakers can do that some breakers can mm-hmm. depends on the brand depends on the age um, so it's yeah there's there's all those little these little things that people don't think of but I really like old houses I really like inspecting old houses because you see how people did things in them. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the skills and the methods that people use to construct houses, you know, a hundred years ago, it's just amazing. Oh yeah. I'm definitely an old just, house girl. Yeah. And then I love the houses from the fifties, um, that, you know, all the tile, the colored tile toilets and the bathtubs and, and mm-hmm. all that. Love all those old little things that they did. I say bring back pink bathtubs. Oh my gosh. <laughs> they're awesome. I love um, it. I, I kind of half jokingly say any house built in the 40s or 50s that hasn't been screwed with, that somebody hasn't renovated, yeah. you should buy. Yeah. Because it's a fresh slate. Mm-hmm. You don't have to undo something that somebody renovated in the 90s, you know, and they probably did it wrong, used horrible materials. You know, a house built in the 50s and then it was renovated in the 80s and it looks like Miami Vice has been there. <laughs> so, you know, you've got to undo all that stuff and get it back to yes. some level that you can handle. But a house that is older, if you like older houses, that hasn't been messed around with. That's that's the that's the ticket. I know that they used to like do the drop ceilings a lot and uh, for efficiency. Houses, yeah, sure. Um, I tore mine out and I was like, 
so pleasantly surprised. Yeah. There's two more feet up there. Yeah. yeah. It's like, well, that <laughs> probably wasn't that efficient. Right. Yeah. Well, now you're heating with things that are much more efficient. Right. And, you know, a lot of older houses, those drop ceilings they put in, there's, there's peeling plaster and yes. all kinds of nasty stuff. Lead-based paint and horrible wallpaper. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, there's there's some really interesting stuff out there. I've, I've seen more Ohio State finished basements than I care to count. <laughs> and anybody who thinks they've got the greatest Ohio State man cave, they don't. They don't. Because <laughs> there's somebody else that has out there. Not to offend anybody, go Bucks. You should yeah. start, start, start a ranking page oh for them or something. <laughs> some of the stuff that people do is just fascinating, frightening, interesting. Yes. Never would have thought of that. Absolutely. And yeah. it, um, and honestly, so, so to a good point for that, um, I have a really hard time. We've been renovating around my house and um, I have a really hard time because I go into people's houses. I'm like, that's such a cool idea. That's mm. what I'm going to do. And then I go to the next house and I'm like, that's a cool that's idea. A that's idea. what yeah, I'm better. doing. So you got to take all those things and make your own. Absolutely. But yeah, I've seen a lot. I mean, I'm uh, actually next week I will tip over 6,000 houses. Oh wow! That I've inspected, so I've seen awesome. all these things. Yeah. How do you keep count of that? Uh, I just, you know, I'm a detail guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Good. Sure. That's awesome. Where do you go, Scott? I'm sorry. Where all do you cover? Oh, so I cover about a 60 mile radius of Lima. I live in Lima, so I. Nice. I, it's it's quite a bit. There's there's quite a bit of territory in there. Yeah, I know. I've um, so. seen you in the Finley area. I think. Yeah, that's... I'm going today. Oh, nice. Nice. So. Well, thanks for making a pit stop in Lima for yeah, us. Yeah, we appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, for people listening on audio, could you let them know how they can contact you if they need your uh, services? I'm at brickkicker.com. Uh, pretty easy to find. Okay. The Brick Kicker is a national company, so I own the franchise for this region. So we're pretty easy to find. You can book online. There's all kinds of information on there. Or you can, you can find me. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us today, Scott. We appreciate your time, and we appreciate you helping us educate educate our our clients and our customers, and thank you very much. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks, Scott. All right. Well, there you have it, our interview with Scott Campbell, Rick Kicker of West Central Ohio, on home inspections. And as time goes on, I'm sure we will have more home inspectors on the podcast to share with you their stories, their pointers, their tips, just their general advice on what to expect uh, when you're inspecting or when they're inspecting, I should say. And we want to thank Scott very much for being on the show. And I want to thank Tara Knabel for helping me with that interview. And we hope you're all enjoying the Schrader Realty podcast as we are trying to educate and inform our clientele on everything about the real estate market and the real estate transaction process. Again, my name is Nate Maxson, a realtor with Schrader Realty. And if you need anything from any of us, our great team is always available at schraderrealty.net. Like I said, I want to thank Tara for helping me do the interview. And I would be remiss if I did not also thank my co-producer of the podcast and our video guy, realtor Devin Sanchez. So that being said, I'm going to sign off for this week's episode of the Schrader Realty Podcast. And we will see everybody next time around. Thank you for joining. Thank you for listening. And we appreciate you.